So Proverbs 15, 13 is where we'll start our message today. Um, talking about some of the things that are going on in our society today uh, that has to do with your uh, spiritual and your, and your mental health. So be, so be ready for it. Um, it says, a glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart the spirit is crushed. Got to deal with that. Um, So let let that marinate just a little bit. We'll just jump over a page in your Bible, 1722 in Proverbs. 1722 in Proverbs. And uh, J.D., it basically says the same thing. 1722, it says, a joyful heart is good medicine. Say that with me, good medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So we know that the joy of the Lord is our strength and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we better, we better protect, uh, our environment and the people that were around because if the joy of the Lord is our, our strength and a joyful heart is good medicine, uh, we need to be taking this daily along with your vitamins you need to be taking this daily because if, if we could use anything at all at this day and age, it would be good medicine. And, and, and it says it comes from joy. So you have to be around the things that bring you joy uh, and not just happenings. You know, when something cool happens to you, you're kind of happy for a minute and then it wears off. Uh, it, it's kind of like a happy meal. You're happy until you actually get it. Did you hear what I said? Somebody told me, I, I, I don't know, somebody told me like a family of four going to McDonald's now is like $40. Look at your neighbor and say, that ain't happy, Jack. I'm going to just, I, and, and McDonald's has its place. I, I think it does. The, the coffee's fine. Love the coffee. It's pretty good. But you can take $40 and go to Texas Roadhouse and feed a family of four if you get there before 6 o'clock. Amen. Let, let me keep talking a little bit about uh, the second part of this uh, so you can be ready for it. It says, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So if a crushed spirit dries up the bones... I need to make sure that I'm not around someone that's crushing my spirit or trying to take my joy. And I, and I don't need to be around that person. I'm going to tell you what I told the last service. I don't need to be around somebody that constantly has something heavy on their heart. Ask me to give you an example, and I will. You've taken them out to breakfast before. Just want to kind of catch up. And here they they unload on you and they tell you everything bad that's going on in their life. <laughs> when I get done with that meeting, I feel like I need therapy. <laughs> I mean, it's constant. And do you guys have any Facebook friends that every time... 
don't you dare ever ask them how they're doing. And you know what I'm convinced of on daytime television? After you watch some of those commercials on daytime television, you know those people are trying to sell their products. And I just, you know, it's like driving down the road. You hear these commercials. Uh, when you're driving down the road, do you, uh, do you get dry mouth? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have super supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> and the only remedy for that is to take this pill. Amen? You know what I'm talking about? And, uh, do your eyes blink when the sun comes out? They got a, I mean, they got a name for everything. And, and you could be in a half, you're a 97, you know, you're 99.1 Joy FM and you click it over to the next, oh, oh. what they're trying to do is sell fear. And what they're trying to do is crush your spirit so you will be uh, hooked on their product. You got to be careful about letting other people influence your life. Uh, I was talking to the guys at the men's retreat, and boy, it was a it was a, it was a great retreat. You know, we drank we drank ten gallons of coffee and. We had uh, uh, 70, 70 ribeyes. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I'm still dreaming about it. I mean, and, uh, you know, potatoes and corn on the cob. And it was such a wonderful thing. So I, I was kind of talking to the guys. I said, you know, what, what's some of the issues that people, a lot of people are dealing with anxiety. They deal, they're dealing with social anxiety. So I was, I was kind of trying to combat that with some of the scriptures. Go, go with me into Genesis 12. And I'm just kind of, you know, this hit me last night. It wasn't even something I was going to preach on, but I thought I'd throw this in here. And it's, a, it's called the blessing of Abraham. Um, and I thought it would help you for those of you who are struggling with the crushed spirit that we were talking about. Let's just listen to it, and then we'll tie it back to the New Testament so you guys don't going to convulsions. That's Old Testament. What about now? So here it is. Now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. Say that with me, a great nation or or a great family. I'll make you a great family. I'll make you a great a great life. And this ain't a stretch. I'll tie it all back in here just a second. So if God was to say that to you today, you would kind of be like, man, I can't imagine my life being great. It can be if Jesus is Christ. And we know he is, but he has to be that in your life. So let's read on just, it's, it's, only, it's only another verse. So here it is. Oh, bless you, make, you a great, uh, make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And that's why God has you here and, and is blessing you so you can bless somebody else. And you've heard the saying, if he can bring it through you, he'll bring it to you. 
That's, that's a true statement. But if that's where the blessing stops, he's not going to give you any more of what he has if you're not distributing it correctly. In the last verse here, verse 3 says, I, I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families, say this with me, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And, and we know the story, and you read the Bible, and all these wonderful people, and all these wonderful things, and there's been highs and lows, and goods and bads, and all that. And you go, well, I don't know, that was so many thousand years ago, and that's Old Testament, Pastor. Go with me into uh, Galatians 3.14. And uh, this is just something I was, uh, this is just something that I was, uh, that kind of popped up in my spirit. And I actually had a, actually had a young kid uh, that, it, when a kid, he's a young man. He has a family. He's like 28 or 30 or whatever. And he was sitting down at the table with me. He said, man, I got to know how you got into the ministry. He said, I need to know how you, uh, how, uh, what do I got to do to get in the ministry? And here's what I told him. This is, I mean, this is, a, ooh, this is really theologically sound. I said, just show up. Oh, that's too deep for you. Hold on for a second. Look at your neighbor and say it. Just show up. All you got to do is show up. Now, will you be a preacher? I don't know what you're going to be, but you're going to be something because you are something in Christ. You are something in Christ. No trickery to ministry. All you have to do is just show up. God just wants to use you with whatever you're good at. Amen? And it don't have to be preaching or, or whatever, but it's something for his glory and he'll empower you to do that. So let's tie this back to the blessing of Abraham and then we'll pray and we'll get, we'll get the message started. Um, I'll tell you what, let's just start 313 and we'll read 14 as well. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. And if you believe that, say amen. amen. By becoming a curse for us, it is written, cursed is everyone who hangeth on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Oh, yeah. So if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. And if you're a believer, the blessing of Abraham can be on you if you will allow God to do it to you. And if you don't want your blessing, give it to me. I'll have it. I was kind of, I got, and I'm not done with this, but I've got to tell you a story. So like everybody was done eating and, and I've, I went through the line and I was kind of like, you know what? I'm not going to eat too much. Okay. <laughs> Point at me and say, you lied. <laughs> I mean, I do that every once in a while. I'm like, man, today's the day I'm going on a diet. And then the flesh goes through the line and like, not today, man. Because, I mean, Brad Cottrell had a, 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 it was like a 10-rack smoker. Just say, oh. And, and he put the ribeyes in there first. And somebody jumped up and plugged the fan in because the smoke uh, was, 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 he was, they were trying to blow the smoke out of the barn. But I'm like Cheech and Chong when it comes to smoking meat. I said, shut that fan off, man. I need to, I need to be baptized in this. 
And if you think it's funny, tell your neighbor that. Do you see what's going on right now? You're having fun in church because you're allowing all that heaviness to be gone away. We're just talking about real life things. Tell your neighbor, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad. Don't get, people get mad when you get happy. Oh, look at her. Here's Mrs. Church Lady. She's happy again. Oh, it's making me sick. Oh, Ridley's always come in here. Religious people. People that got Jesus are happy people. (laughs) Can I keep going? I might. Watch. Uh, So the blessing of Abraham. See, once you realize who you are in Christ, you'd be happy too. The, ble- uh, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. I'll just pray on that note. We'll get started. Lord, we have no idea how we got here, to be honest with you. But I pray a blessing on all the families and their children and their children's children. They're here because they want to learn about you. And I am so happy I can do church with them. They're good people that have good intentions and want to share the love of Jesus. So I pray for them today. I pray for their children today. Uh, And I pray all this fall that we we learn how to have fun, Lord God. Um, And also, Lord, if you would, bless the offering today. In Jesus' name, amen. So let the basket come on by. Hallelujah. Um, So we were going around... We were going around the room, and, and when we got into small group, we got into small group, and we, when we get in a small group, we were talking about, I said, what, what, keeps, what keeps people from getting in, into retreats or getting into church or getting into Bible studies or getting into to prayer or just small, and, and everyone or or at some level said that people were struggling with anxiety. They were struggling with mental illness. And I think the reason we're there today in society is because all the pressure from the world. Would you agree? And and if you start to feel good, you have some of these, 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 powers that be coming at you, pressuring you with all this different pressure, you know. And I told you about all the made-up diseases and all the things and the new, you know, there's all kinds of new things out there. It's the this flu and the bird flu and the mosquito flu. And <laughs> you remember all that? Some Pastor Aaron remind me of this, and I, I just have to kind of laugh because if you hear something enough, even if it's a lie, you'll start to question and believe that it's true just because it's made the news. So like two years ago, I mean, this, I don't know if it starts up every deer season, but there was like, oh, uh, when you go out into the woods, uh, human beings are spreading COVID to the deer. <laughs> that was true. If you look it up, you'll see. And, and what it was is they believed totally, I know you're going to laugh, that COVID stuck to the bottom of your shoe. And when you went out into the woods, if the deer eat the grass, they would end up all you guys, you're not buying that story, but that was a story.
and now we're we're kind of laughing about it and 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 we're going this is the craziest thing but then after a while you're like man maybe i ought to quit deer hunting (laughs) amen but if you're a guy you're like i'm going anyways man um be careful about that you know you guys do what you need to do to uh, to stay healthy um uh, I'll just put it to you this way. You need to know who works for who. And if you if you do your homework from there, you'll figure it out. Um, all right, let's read this. So here's my prescription. I've been giving this out for people that struggle with anxiety for a long time. And it's Philippians 4.4. That's where it starts. Uh, actually, one of my favorite books and surely my favorite scripture of all time is Philippians 4.13. So... Uh, let's go back to Philippians 4.4, and we'll just start talking about what Paul says to do with this church in Philippi. They're having their problems and anxiety and people and uh, all this. He says, uh, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. So this is something we're supposed to do uh, over and over again. We're supposed to meet here on Sunday or meet here on Saturday, whenever your Sabbath is. And we're supposed to share that in our Bible studies and our phone conversations and our Facebook posts. And anybody look, uh, Havy posted a bunch of pictures. I haven't seen, I don't have Facebook, but the pictures are on Facebook of the men's retreat. Did anybody get to see any of those yet? They're, they're on there. Okay. I was acting like I was going to be the photographer for the whole thing. And then I see somebody half my age. I'm like, uh, you're doing all the photos. Because every time I take one, they're like, man, that photo's horrible. Who took it? <laughs> do you ever have your dad, like, do it before? Like, here, dad, take a picture of us. Don't do that. <laughs> it takes forever, and then it's never right. I'm calling somebody. <laughs> Amen? All right, let's get back. So we're rejoicing in the Lord always, again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Say this with me. The Lord is at hand. If you're a born-again believer and, and Jesus lives in your household, whatever you do, wherever you go, the Lord is always with you. Amen. And if God is for me, who could be against me? Amen. So it don't matter where you go. Take Jesus with you and proclaim the gospel of Christ wherever you go. And that's, that's some, of the, some of the guy's probably biggest reservations is that sometimes to be a guy and still be cool, you're kind of like afraid to pray when you become a new believer. You're like, uh, I'll pray for you, uh, just not like right now. <laughs> Amen? Because the, the pressure of the world is trying to teach you not to do that because that makes people uncomfortable. And I always tell them this, it's really uncomfortable in hell. So make sure that you tell somebody about Jesus so they can be saved. Amen. Don't ever be embarrassed to pray, ever. Uh, We still live in the United States of America. You can pray anywhere you want. And you can take your Bible wherever you want. Contrary to popular belief, I know there's a lot of times people say you can't take a a Bible in a a public school. Let me tell you something. If they can put pornographic material in a public school, you can surely take the Bible in school. And maybe if the Bible was in there, they wouldn't have the other. I'll keep going if you want me to. Listen to me. I'm getting warmed up here. The, the, the goal of God is to give people a better life, not just in the sweet by and by, but right now. 
Right now, God wants you to have a, a great life right now. You know, I was thinking about that when we were doing the wedding yesterday with uh, uh, Connie Allen and Mick. I was so happy for her yesterday. Was you guys at the wedding at Moscow? Oh, it was so wonderful. And, and the girls and the kids that were there and everything, that's, that's, the, uh, that's a, a great moment in someone's life is being married in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, here we go, verse 6. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So I'm constantly praying to God. I'm letting them be made. And he already knows what you're going to pray, but he wants you to do that because he didn't build robots. He's given you free will. And if you don't want to pray, that's your prerogative. But if you're really zealous about the Lord, you'll love the things that the Lord loves. Now watch what happens when we start to do this stuff. Verse 7, read it with me. And the peace of God would serve all understanding in Christ Jesus. Stop for just saying, I do this all the time, but I, I think it's like any vitamin. You have to take it over and over again. Let's just do the spiritual exercise. Close your eyes and touch your head just right here. Just go. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. My mind is sound. My, my, look, look at me for a second. My, I, people may call you crazy. They may, they may call you this. They may call you that. They said, that's not how God made us. I got a sound mind. Jesus lives in my heart, and, and my heart programs my mind, not the other way around. A, the, the mind is transformed by the Spirit of God living in the heart. Amen. We need to let everybody know I got a sound mind. And, and I would be careful, uh, and, and I would check some of your diagnosis. I would check some of your diagnosis because I'm hearing from a lot of people out there who think they have this. They really don't have it. It's just something ill that was spoken over their life. Amen? Be careful about accepting that kind of a diagnosis. All right, so here we go. Two verses left. Finally, brothers, let's see. He's going to tell us what to concentrate on. Let's think about this. And you receive this however you need to. Finally, brothers, whatever is true. So I'm thinking about the true things. Whatever is honorable. Whatever is just. Whatever is pure. Whatever is lovely. Whatever is commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Open up your eyes if you closed. So I'm, I'm not thinking about all the things. Now, I'm just talking on an adult level. Can you imagine what's going on in the kids' level? All these things that are going on with the college students and the high school students and the middle-aged students all the way down to the little babies. Your kids don't need to be concerned with anything other than their job is going to school and getting good grades and mom and dad's going to take care of everything else. You don't need to worry about all this stuff in the world. You don't need to be worried about all the stuff that they're talking about. You're confusing these children by lying to them. Parents' job is to tell your children the truth. I'm going to keep preaching. I, when I was growing up, I never had to worry about all that stuff. 
My dad said, your job is to get up and go to school and get good grades. I'll take care of everything else. Now, what happened to parenting? I've told you this over and over again. We got so many dang parents out there, not you guys, but people go to other churches that are trying to be their children's friend. Excuse me and gag me with a jackhammer. Amen. I can already tell all the gray-haired people ain't got nothing in common with these kids. You're not cool anymore regardless of how you act. Amen? Gee, I mean, you, they, they know that when you come to a PTA meeting. Like, oh, my gosh, here comes one out. <laughs> I got to tell you a story of this. <laughs> we used to ask my mom to drop us off like a couple of houses away from where we were supposed to go. If you're going to a party or swimming, or like, Mom, can you drop us off down the street? We can pretend like we hitchhiked here or something. <laughs> and if for the kids that don't know what hitchhiking is, don't ever do it. <laughs> but back when I was young, you could just put your thumb out and get picked up in a second. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. <laughs> All right, so here we go. What you have learned, what you have received, and what you heard and seen in me, say this with me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. What we want is all the stuff, Bruce, but we don't want to practice. I told you I aspire to be a guitar player like Bruce Hunt. I want want to be a rock star. Did you ever do that? That's where air guitar came from. <laughs> oh, don't act like you didn't do it. Bob, I'm telling you, I'm just about as good as he is. Look at me. No, you're not. <laughs> and here's the deal, really, what separates somebody from another, not just talent. It's the willing to practice. The willingness to practice. So I want you to rise up for just a second. Do you know that Christianity is the same way? We can bring the house lights up there uh, down a little bit, Pam. Christianity is the same way. What's the difference between one Christian and another? Now, I'm not just talking about salvation. I'm not talking about whether you're saved or not. I'm, I'm talking about the anointing that you're walking in or should be walking in. He says we're supposed to practice these promises. And let me tell you something. The first place you tell all these promises to is your family. And I I was driving down the road uh, last night. Uh, Whenever you're ready, you can start, Krista. I want to just share something with you. Um, So I was driving down the road, and I came from Moscow last night. And uh, uh, before service, my grandson sent me a link to his... uh, his college football game. He said, Grandpa, you can watch this when you're, uh, when you get out of church. And I watched it. And then I got home and finished watching the rest of the game. And I texted him back. I was so proud of him. Um, your kids are recipients of everything you say to them. If he sends me a link to his football game, Watch me. He knows I'm going to watch it. I don't. I, maybe I can't be there. But I pra- I practice these things, and I and I teach them to my family. 
and I teach them to my grandchildren. I may, not, I may not be able to be there. We can't always be everywhere. Let's be honest. But what we can do is we can pray for him. And I said, before the game, I was praying for him. And then after the game, he sent me back a text late at night. He said, it felt so good to win. You guys know what it's like to be a winner? And it's not all, it's, watch this. It's not always a game. It's not always on the scoreboard. It's just knowing that your family members are pulling for you. You're a winner in Jesus Christ. And you need to rally yourself around family member uh, and friends who want to see you succeed. It's like, it's like being on a team and having cheerleaders for you. And I think everybody goes through something at some point in their life. And let's be honest, how we get through it is, is the people that we're surrounded by. Don't you believe that? I believe that. So I'm gonna, we're going to do what we did in the last two services, last night in the, in the service today. And I believe God's given us this opportunity to put this into practice. Is just by stretching out our hands and, and closing your eyes and just start. Watch this. You don't have to make anything up. Just start thanking God for whatever it is that he's given you. You can, oh, I, I, I can feel him geesing. What is he giving you? I mean, just keep your eyes closed. Just start thinking. You can, you can just, just thank him. You can just say, thank you, Jesus. You don't have to name it in front of everybody if you want to. Maybe he's given you a great family. You can just say, thank you, Jesus. Maybe he's given you great kids. How about just thanking God that your kids are still here? Oh, Diane, listen to me. Just thank him. Maybe they're not, maybe they're, maybe your family's not perfect and, and maybe your health's not perfect. That's okay. God's working on it right now. Maybe you're not where you want to be, but you're headed that way, Bob. Everything didn't work out the way we wanted to work out, but God's with me. Just start thanking him. You got to learn how to appreciate what God has given you. I've seen some of your families in here, guys. You've got beautiful families. You've got beautiful children and grandchildren. I see them here. I see them at the services. I, I see them at the functions. And I see your men at the men's retreat and the ladies at the ladies' retreat and the videos of the kids. There's people all over the world that would want to be where you're at today. And a church that loves people and loves America and loves God. What a great place that is to be, amen? Now, let me ask you the most important question that anyone could ever ask you, and I do every Saturday and I do every Sunday because I care about your soul. If you was to die today, do you know where you would go? Do you have any idea where you would go? I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for you right now. And, and maybe you're one of the wives of the girlfriends and you, and, you, and you asked your husband or your boyfriend to go to that men's retreat and he came back and he said, man, he's a little different than he was when he went out there. There's something different about him. He got around the rest of the guys and he's, he's fired up.
because he's got Jesus in his heart. And if you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, what I'm going to ask you to do today could be the most important decision you ever make in your entire life. Do you remember the day you gave your life to Jesus Christ? Do you remember that place where you was? Do you remember the church or the house or the car that you was in? I do. I do, I do, I do, I do. He said, Pastor, I don't know if I really remember that day. Oh, my friends, let today be the day where you receive Jesus into your heart. I don't want to talk about your church. I don't want to talk about your religion. All I want to talk about is your relationship today. And then you just stretch your hands out to him and say, Dear Jesus, come into my heart. I want to be a born-again believer. I want you to save my soul. Save my soul. That's me. He's, the pastor's talking about me. It's because Jesus is speaking through me to you. And if that's you, say, I would love to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Then I want you to come down here to this altar right now, and I'm going to personally pray with you. I want to pray with you today as you receive Jesus. Young person, old person, come on down and receive the love of Jesus. And then for all the saints, here's your prayer today. I want you, God, to free me from the anxiety that I struggle with today. Oh, I hit one there, didn't I? You guys are carrying it around like a backpack. Let me, tell you, let me tell you, what won't fix anxiety. Alcohol and pills don't fix anxiety. You can medicate yourself till you're numb, and it'll never heal you of anxiety. All it'll do is mask it. Isn't it time to quit with the mask and get real and get to the heart of the issue? When Jesus lives in your heart, you don't have to worry about it. God's got you. God's got you. What can man do to me? I don't have to worry about it anymore. I've given it to Christ. And then when you leave here today, my dear friends, I pray that you're, you're no longer laden with the cares and concerns of the world, but that your heart has been open to the joy of the Lord and the fun that we can have in the Lord.